Hello and welcome back to the For Foot Sake podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Bristow, and on this pod we go over the Serie A, Chinese Super League and Eredivisie team of the seasons, discuss potentially extending weekend league, and have a look at some Liga 1 team of the season predictions. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy. All right, and let's get into the podcast. Today we have two returning guests and one brand new guest. First returning guest is Slater AC. Slater, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you again for having me. I think, what are we, fifth time, fourth time? It's been... It's getting there. I'm running out of fingers to count on it. It's beautiful. Thank you for having me back. Our second returning guest is Jose and Chill. Jose, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure. Always happy to be here. And our brand new guest today is Manny HD. Manny, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So Manny, we always go with our first time guests. We asked them when they got started with FIFA and Ultimate Team in general. But how long have you been playing FIFA for now? So I've been playing since 2004 when Thierry Henry was on the cover. I remember that. I think that was a, that. Yeah. I think I had a good intro that one as well. I think the, that one, yeah. the one, the helicopter. I only remember buying it for fifty p. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, with, with the ultimate team as well. How long have you been playing ultimate team for now as well? Since it came out, I think two thousand nine. It came out, didn't it? Um, the ultimate team, and that's when you had to pay for ultimate team. And then I properly got into it in two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen. Yeah, so you're, you're proper OG then as far as Ultimate Team goes. But obviously with the content creation side of things as well, how long have you been kind of creating content for now as well? I started in May last year. So, so yeah, year. not too long <laughs> at all. Obviously great to be and obviously great to have you on the podcast as well. But today we're going to go, we're going to start with the Bundesliga Tots. Let's go for the like, last bit of, I know it did end. Um, I th- I th- for me, at firstly, I thought Bundesliga was very, very good. A lot of good SPCs come the end. Slater, what were your thoughts on the Bundesliga Tots as a whole quickly? The Bundesliga Tots was was phenomenal. I thought they did a really great job of not only creating great in-game content. Um, I thought the Jude Bellingham SPC was a, like, I feel like they almost listened to the community. You heard that people tweeting and, and posting on social, like Jude Bellingham would be really cool, really cool. And then it came, it's like, when you look at the Prem and how it seemed like they weren't listening to anything and then you looked at the Bundesliga, they dropped a bunch of incredible cards, but then they also kept adding this really engaging content throughout the day. I think there were five team of the season moments SBCs released either via objectives or SBCs during the Bundesliga Tots, which is just every single day there was something new that was coming out. So they really knocked it out of the park there. Yeah, no, some of those SPCs were quality. I know for me, I think when I did Lazaro and Babu and Tapsoiba, all great, great cards. And obviously the objective cards there were decent too. And I think we will get into Serie A a little bit, but I think comparing it to Bundesliga, we've kind of been a let down a little bit. But Jose, what did you make of the Bundesliga team of the season? I've never been a big fan of the players themselves in previous team of the season iterations. I always felt like the Bundesliga players kind of fell behind some of the other quality players we get in other leagues. But as far as the content goes, my word, I I, I don't see how you can say anything other than knocking it out of the park. I know Slater just hit on it um, with the plethora of different SBCs. I think it's the first time where I've run out of fodder to do SBC players. Um, typically, we saw it especially with the Premier League. There was... I think one Yuri Tielemon SBC and that was it. it. That was it for the most popular league. So to see them put so much attention towards La Liga and specifically Bundesliga when it comes to team of the season moments and flashback players, things like that, it's, it's touching to see because it makes a game worth playing. Um, a game that a lot of people have already admitted feels like it's fading um, and, and content like that and care like that is what keeps it alive throughout the summer until we get a new FIFA. But 
I, I do agree with what you're saying that it was maybe a slight step down um, with the Serie A, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure. But uh, I, I hats off to EA for Bundesliga and La Liga team this season. I think they did incredible. Yeah, for me, I think I definitely think from in my personal opinion, Bundesliga was my favorite just of the additional stuff. And that wasn't because I did so many SPCs. I think I needed every single one apart from maybe Danny Olmo and Bellingham as well. And my team is pretty much Bundesliga now. But Manny, are you along the same lines here? Do you, did you like the Bundesliga team of the season? Yeah, 100%. One thing I did have a problem with was the actual squad. I thought that the squad they released wasn't as end game as the SPCs were, which was actually unreal. The SPCs, as you guys mentioned, were phenomenal and the one that gets slept on quite a lot as you just mentioned as well was Danny Olmo not many people did him and the five star four star being a central player as well and 120k or something when he came out he was too cheap yeah no some of these cards as well like I think we're obviously we're getting to Serie A one as well but I think Serie A started off fairly well there's been a few yeah. kind of I mean we've only had what three I think so far but yeah Bundesliga I think going back to foot birthday too it almost seems like a trend that they released the team and then they make sure the additional players they've released as SPCs are kind of better than players in the actual team. Just so your coins are kind of stuck with these players and you can't trade with them after. But even like an Mbabu, Lazaro, these cards are, they would have been one of the better, some of the better cards in the team as well. So again, maybe it's EA being a little bit smart here, releasing some better players who aren't in the team so your coins are locked away. But I think, yeah, as far as additional stuff goes, I think they knocked out that part with Bundesliga. But we will get into Serie A now again. Jose, I want to start with you first because I know with the team selection to begin with here, they missed out your main man. But look, what? <laughs> I got opinions. I got opinions. EA, if you're hearing this, I love you. You're a wonderful company. And while you missed that from time to time, you show us the great things you can do, like the Bundesliga team of season. So why is Hakimi not... It's We're recording this almost at the end of Serie A team of the season. I've yet to see a Hakimi SBC, one of the best performing players in the league. He doesn't get in the main team. I've been waiting for this. I banked on a foot birthday Hakimi. We didn't get one. And I said, you know what? I'm going to sell my first ever owned team of the year Kimmich. First owner tradable. I'm going to sell him just to get a chance to back a game. I was going to liquidate the club. I was going to liquidate my bank account. I was going to liquidate my retirement. I was, I was and I, I literally tweeted this. And I said, if I could sacrifice a team of the season, Cristiano Ronaldo, for Hakimi, I would do it. I didn't even get the chance. So now I'm looking at it. Are we going to get any more player SBCs from the Serie A? Um, I'm honestly getting nervous because we're, we're recording this on Tuesday. We don't have a player SBC release today. We've obviously got Wednesday and Thursday left, two more days. And if they do go along and release another guaranteed SBC from That's Serie A it. tomorrow again... That means you might not get any more player ones too. And there's been a few other players too that missed out. But I mean, even even Akimi himself tweeted at EA that it was a disgrace why he didn't get into the team. But Absolutely that ridiculous. is the uh, the biggest one there. But Manny, what have you made of the uh, the team and the stats as well? Are you liking the Serie A team or not? I think the team is better than the Bundesliga team. I think the actual team, but but obviously the content is nowhere near. But one thing I would say. La Liga dropped, I think, two under-23 team of the season SBCs towards the latter end. Yeah. So did Bundesliga. So if we get two, because I know Hakimi should get it, but one person who stands out in, in front of him is Vlahovic, or whatever his name is, I can't even say it, Vlahovic. <laughs> he, 
he was phenomenal. He scored 20, 22 goals or something in Serie A. Put Hakimi up top, he'll do better. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would. <laughs> the things with Hakimi as well. What, what is Hakimi? Is he three-star, two-star? Yeah, and I, I'm telling you, honestly, having used that once-a-watch card for over 500 games, he's got a four-star weak foot. I, I refuse to ever back down on this. Ever. I'll take your word on that one there. I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't agree with Manny. I thought Bundesliga team was better. But the the issue I've got with Serie A, I think, is that the links there are really weak. And that's why a lot of these cars are, are fairly cheap. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm shocked by the fact that Lukaku is like 1.3, 1.4 million. And you've got cars like Muriel, are like, I think, 200k right now. But Slater, I know you are a fan of Italian football as well. But what have you made of the Serie A team of the season? I am a fan of Italian football. I think the team's actually, I agree with me. I think the team's really, really good. I think if when you break down the individual players themselves, and now granted, I see what you're saying, Bristol, like the links are a little bit tricky. You have these like Colombians and you're like trying to get these Belgians in there in the Syria. And a lot, a lot of people don't run Syria based sides. I don't think they do coming into this. I don't know if they will as much as they will like La Liga sides coming out of it. But I think the actual individual players are great. Uh, Vlahovic does definitely deserves a team of the season. 1000%. I'd be, shocked if you don't see at least one to two players we see the next two days um because they've been they've just dropped the ball you know compared to the other ones yeah there were two team of the seasons um under 23 for la liga they had carvalho and then they had that um euros rachich as well that came out um for the bundesliga like you guys said we had not only flashback and baba but we had you know danny omo there was just a ton of content and the Serie A is not a big league. I, I My thought process going into it was, okay, the Prem is such a big league. They, they basically hinder people with context. They don't want people to have only Premier League teams. But the Serie A, I don't think, in this game is a big league. So it's interesting to me that they've really kind of reduced the amount of, like, player SPC content they, they've dropped because I don't think this is a league that people focus on a lot. So I don't understand the process or why they're doing it that way, but maybe tomorrow will be a big day and we'll get kind of some, maybe one or two players that are deserving Hakimi included. He is deserving of a tots um, in this team of the season. Yeah. no, I agree with you there too. I think Serie A throughout the year has been very, I wouldn't say underwhelming for special cars, but there's not very many released throughout the year. And definitely they could have easily released a lot more SPCs and kind of tempted people into spending coins but it's weird because I know myself, my club right now is so dry because I sent a lot of players for the Bundesliga. So I don't know if, whether they kind of got the idea that the fodder right now is fairly, I mean, people haven't got it. But it is strange. But also, I think a little bit is that I know last week at the Bundesliga team, there were really so many player picks. And the I think it was the 83 plus times five, the fodder rose to a really high amount. Maybe this week, they're kind of using it as a kind of a, I would say a dry week, but basically a week where they want the fodder to come down. They know that Liga Un coming next week with an Mbappe, probably a Neymar, potentially a Cam Neymar. People are going to send their whole clubs for this and then going into Ultimate to it's going to be a crazy one. But also we had some additional ones as well. The ones we've had so far, we had a Mobile, Lozano, a Golan. Manny, what have you made of the additional players we see so far? I love Lozano. I'm not even going to lie there. <laughs> I love Lozano. He's incredible. I play him up top and I just think that he is phenomenal. I've compared him in the past with Douglas Costa, but you can't compare them. They're two different players. One's got five star, but one is just completely rapid and he's stronger than he looks as well, which is actually mad. Nine Golan, I think, is fairly priced as well, but they've released Barella. Um, the objectives too, yeah, yeah. which which is actually, thinking about it, Syria actually did well in the first day. <laughs> and after that, they just faded away. 
Yeah. And Barella is really good. But if you actually compare them stat by stat, Nangolan just trumps him. Also, the unique body type plays a massive factor in this game. And I think Mobley is just, he just doesn't fit this game whatsoever. I know he's a good rating, his stats look good, but we all know that in game he's not going to be great. So I think the content's been okay and the SPC's been okay, but we haven't got that outstanding player yet, which we're all waiting for. Yeah, definitely. Though. I think for me as well, I looked at Beret and I thought, hang on, this, this card could be potentially one of the best objective cards we've had released throughout the whole team of the season. Nangolan, kind of similar to him, but we all know how good of a player Nangolan is in FIFA. I think it's a lot of it down, like you said, the unique body type and also the fact he's always got really high aggression, which does help yeah. in the midfield too. Um, and I feel like Nangolan always gets a good card around team season, regardless if he's in it or not. Again, like I said, Lozano, I think he tore me apart a few times this weekend on real card as well. But I do want to move on to the upgrade packs as well. I know Slater and, Slater and Jose here are big fans of these upgrade packs. Slater, I saw you pack a big boy the other day from the Serie A tots, but what are you making of the upgrade packs they've gone with for Serie A? Well, I think, uh, yeah, I did pack a big card. Thank you for acknowledging that. I packed Taylor Hernandez, big deal. And I've only done five <laughs> player picks, and I got Tao and Skriniar, so I'm absolutely lounging. You do them in twos. Manny knows the strategy. You do them in twos. <laughs> it's true. But uh, I think, you know what, I will say, because they're more expensive than uh, previous um, ones for leagues, so that's a big deal that they came out and they're nine rares. But I, what I will say is, from what I can tell, being in a lot of, any, a lot of these people's streams, a lot of streamers' um, accounts, they're giving out. And I think that that's the big thing when it comes down to it. If you're, if you're creating something that is as expensive, I think they're averaging around 15 to 17 K per each console right now, which is pretty expensive. When you think about it, that you could pack like an 84 from a player pick and have it be less valuable than the player pick itself. They have to give out team of the seasons and they have been. Um, and I think the one thing that's really cool, what EA have been doing. And I will say, I, I think for the most part, they've done a really great job, especially after what that first week we got a little bit nervous they're giving you multiple options. You can do the 81 times 87 for five common goals. You can do the league specific 12 player pack. You can do the player picks. I think that's, what's really cool. They're giving you, you don't have to do one thing and, and force your club into it. If you have a couple of, maybe you're like, I don't really care about the Serie A team of the season. I want fodder. I'll just spam 81 to 87s and prep for future SBCs. You have options. And I think that's, what's really cool about what they're doing right now with upgrades. Yeah, you did touch on there, the fact that these are a lot more expensive to I know the previous ones are only five rares and they've gone up to nine now, which I think, again, you do need to hit ideally an 85 and 86 to at least get close to making your money back. But like I said, I've seen a lot of people open up these packs and there's a lot of tots coming out of them. The only issue being is that a lot of people are packing the cheaper ones apart from Slayer himself. But a lot of these two, I, I, it's good to pack it's good to pack TOTS cards, but again, a lot of these Serie A ones, especially the cheaper ones, like we said earlier too, are hard to link and get in your team. So it remains to be seen what people's teams are like going into next week into League Un, whether I know previous weeks too, the following week, everyone's kind of had that whole team of the previous TOTS, whether we see the same thing with Serie A too. But Jose, I know you're a huge fan of player picks yourself. What are you making of the kind of upgrade packs for Serie A team of the season? This might be a little controversial, but I'm not huge on them. And that's despite me, um, you know, packing Dries Mertens, Insigne, uh, Quadra, etc. Um, the reason why is because I feel like, well, the first reason why is because I invested in 
common rares or gold commons. So <laughs> I'm, I'm a little hurt, <laughs> but I, I feel like in most cases, trying to be objective and not considering the luck that I've been l- lucky enough to have in most cases, it's not a pick worth 15 to 17 K. And I, I think you're going to need about six to 10 of them to make it worth that amount. And even then, let's say you pack a Berardi or a Donnarumma, is that really going to make back the amount of money that you've put in at this point? So I think it's a bigger gamble than the other player picks that we've had in the past. My personal favorite were the 80-plus La Ligas. Um, it, it felt like the pack weight was just about right because there was a lot of gold fodder. So the odds of packing team season were probably lower than they were in the Serie A. But the investment of five gold rares kind of provided that trade-off and allowed you to build them more in mass as opposed to the Syria um, player picks where each one has a very big investment in it. And I feel like from a content creation perspective, um, it, it was much easier to grind those. That being said, like later, Slater said, the fact that they've given us several ways to grind and several ways to really take ownership over our club and our grind and how we're inevitably going to waste our fodder, it's really cool to see. It's really cool to see because you don't want to be stuck doing the same thing as every other person every day in the hopes of, you know, packing something nice. It makes the game boring. Yeah. So, yeah. Fair play to EA too as well for changing the upgrades each week as well. Again, that's what I think they start off pretty poorly. I think with the the Prem one, we had the, what, 75 plus rare player pick. And luckily it's got better from then on outwards, but at least they've learned the lessons a little bit. And Manny, are you liking these upgrades? Are you going to try and do a lot of them or not? I spent one million coins on them today. <laughs> I spent one million coins on them today, and um, luckily I packed nine tots. Right, five of them were the same card. No. <laughs> yeah, it was um, the ninety-rated centre back. I can't even remember his name. Oh, Just Romero. Romero. Like, yeah, yeah, man. It's it was bad, but honestly, it wasn't. It's not the fact that. Okay, yes, 1 million coins is a lot of coins, right? To do these player picks. I'm not saying it's not. But um, I like the fact that I was getting a tot every three or four or five packs. Whereas normally, I wouldn't be getting that. Normally, it'd be 10 or you'd get one tot, which I thought was was really nice. And the reason why a lot of my coins did go wasn't even mainly due to the player picks. It was because I tried to do the premium upgrades, which are always bad always horrific so i don't recommend anybody doing that and i just thought it was an enjoyable experience when you pick pick a card but one thing that i do have to say i don't know if you guys feel the same way but i enjoy watching the pack actually being opened and then seeing those flares and then getting a good card but unfortunately i haven't seen that today (laughs) (laughs) it's tough for that too i know i know a lot of people too are big fans of the player picks because you do get that kind of choice there as well. But also I know it's tough too because with the player picks as well, you're only getting one card in return. So if you're not getting that TOTS card that you want, it's hard to read, kind of churn these things in and out. And again, with the premium upgrades, they're a bit, bit easier too because you do get the three rares and nine commons. But the player picks, can't, if you're not getting a TOTS card, which is what you want, and even if you do get TOTS card, it's not what someone that you can use. It can be kind of a waste at some time. And like I said, I think people like the kind of the fact you can choose from it. But again, it's a weird one. I know it, I think it depends on the person too, what they want to do as well. I do want to touch on a little bit too. Is there any players that you want to get or use 
from the, the Serie A tots money apart from Lozano? <laughs> um, so I've got Cassie. I think I packed him today and he looks phenomenal. I'm I'm gonna but the problem is I've already got four DMs in my team <laughs> because of Mataus and uh Essien. So I might I might obviously I want Ronaldo. Who doesn't want Ronaldo? But yeah, I think if I'm gonna go for a low key option, I feel like that hundred K midfielder, um what's his name? The ninety two rated. You talking about Rodrigo De Paul? De Paul, yeah. yeah. I think he actually looks really, really good for his price. I think he's going to be great value. I have already done... Well, I've already played with Martinez. I think he was very underwhelming. But I just think that the options are there. I've heard a lot of bad things about Lukaku as well. But I think De Paul, the cheaper players, even Quadrado looks insane. I think the cheaper players look really good. Yeah, with Quadrado too, I, I didn't realise too, there's only been five team of the season players released with five-star skills and Quadrado's one of them. Again, a five, another five-star fullback, which is kind of the meta this year. Jose, is anyone from the Serie A tots that you have packed or do you want to try and use from here on so, out? So, Insigne I used and he was actually pretty underwhelming. Um, his top-end speed wasn't what I expected it to be. Um, it, it felt like he took quite a little bit to get up to his top speed. Um, in, in that with the small body type or size, it, it didn't feel like the right combination. felt like there was something just a little too sticky about him. Um, having used to Paul, I, I thought he was actually really fun. Um, if I believe he has a three-star weak foot, so that might be something to keep an eye on, but the dude's an engine. He's really strong on the ball as well. Um, I, I honestly think he's a great box to box. You could even use him as a DM if you don't mind wasting the high 90s shooting stat. Um, Quadrado's incredible, just a fun player to use defensively, a little sus. Um, but I, I used him as a right back and he was, he was a lot of fun. Nothing else to say about him. Like, I think it was Manny that said it, Lozano just is a different level. Um, he he doesn't have the problem that Insigne had. He just accelerates like like it's nothing. You'll get away from any defender with him, and that's a guarantee. Um, as far as who I want to use, honestly, I think Dries Mertens is Insigne without all the acceleration issues that we spoke about. He just looks incredible. And um, knowing that I've enjoyed using Messi and players like that, I just think Mertens would be... Ugh. Uh, Ah, oh, I have no words. <laughs> yeah, no, Mertens is what... I use Mertens' what-if card, and I will say I was a bit disappointed by his what-if card, so I'm hoping the Tots card is a bit better. But Mertens has got the trait that, for me personally, I always look for in a striker this year, and that's finesse shot trait. I think that's key for a striker, and obviously Mertens has got that, which helps. We all know how good Mertens is every single FIFA, and yeah, it's just going to be an unreal card. And Slater, is there any? I know you've got Hernandez. Firstly, how has he played for you if you've used him much already? But is there any other cards that you want to get into your team before the end of Serie A? Yeah, he's been really good. He's been great. I use a three back. Um, he actually doesn't play center back for me. I use him as a left mid in a three back. And I think he's really, really good um, up and down the field. He's super pacey. He's got, I think it's maybe the reaction stat that I'm, I'm starting to feel like is more and more and more like a key stat in the game. It's like the fact that your player can lose the ball and then, and then react quicker to the other player that they've lost the ball. 
he has that. I feel like he'll lose the ball and then he'll already be tackling the player again before they get it back. So he's a really strong player. I like him a lot. Um, I actually, even though I'm a Juve fan and I, to be fair, we had a terrible season. I'm kind of foregoing the Syria. Um, speaking of Teo, I just keep packing French players. And so I was like, you know what? I might as well put all my eggs into the league one basket, much like other people do. And so I've been doing a pack save and prepping my club for that particular experience. So for me, the the one card I would say if I was doing, I think Chucky Lozano is is really I can't believe that he wasn't in the team because to me he's a pack like he's a coin spending or a money spending type of player. I would think people would put FIFA points to get Chucky Lozano, um, especially if they watch like Castro for example. Like Castro would literally spend a fortune to like pack him, and I think that like that makes people want to spend money. Like so, I'm shocked he was an SBC. I think it's a great card for them to to give out to the community for basically free in a way um and so for me i'm not looking for any other players but i can see why there's a couple players that are worth maybe dialing into in the syria yeah definitely i think that is one thing as well which is we kind of we've got the league and looming over us and ultimate as well and it's kind of in the back of our minds that these are coming and fingers crossed that they do again league and we'll get into the predictions later on the podcast but league and has potential to be an absolutely amazing league I do not touch on slightly. I know the minor leagues for the whole of Tots have been fairly underwhelming, but I think CSL, the Chinese league, and Eredivisie has been fairly good for both teams. Jose, I want to start with you first. Though. I don't know if you've looked at these too much, but at least for me, there's a few players here or there. You've got Alessandrini, you've got Bakambu from the Chinese league, and then you've got the likes of, um, what, you've got Dumfries, you've got Marlins, decent players in Eredivisie. But is there any players here, Jose, that you like the look of? Honestly, I have not given it a huge look, but one thing I will say, I'm very happy that they did do a basically a full team release for each league. Um, I know there, I wasn't the only person worried that they were going to do like a half team, like six players from each. Uh, but the Jonathan Vieira card looks like a really cheap, fun option. Um, and for people who are starting out their club late in the year or even anticipating their movements for the next FIFA recognize players like a Bakambu, like an Oscar, or even the Serie as a whole, like we've been talking about all uh, night. These are always going to be players that are really good value for their performance on the pitch because they're not in the Prem. They're not a Barcelona or Real Madrid player. And if you're looking to build a smart club, even now, players like that Jonathan Vieira, the Moises, um, and obviously Alessandrini, but he's going to be a very expensive card because of his history in the game. Uh, they all look like top, top options. As far as who I'm looking forward to the most, honestly, I think that Coop Miners card also just looks... If you made that card an icon, if you give him an icon backdrop and said he was a moment's icon, he'd be as popular as any midfielder you can name. Honestly, that card looks insane. Um, I am a little sad that... Sink, no, not Sink Gravin. The player that had the uh the foundations early in the year you know about van bergen are you no not van bergen uh the really good midfielder in real life he's like super young oh uh, graven birch graven birch that's the one i'm sad that i didn't see him in there even as a u23 or something like that there's still a few there's still i mean we've got a whole week with this you never know what they might bring out but yeah i think definitely there's some good cheap players here and you're on about coop miners i actually used them in my toxic glory account which went away fairly quickly but Coop Miner's second inform is a very good card the only issue is now I think most people's teams if they have been playing to the least from the start of team of the season the teams are already surpassed all of the players released in any of these I know you've got Alessandrini 
who's probably the, the most expensive here by far and Marlon too but it's tough to get these guys in your team if you are playing the game but obviously there's people out there who have fairly cheap teams still who could get a few of these guys in but yeah it's uh these minor leagues have been kind of not dealt with very well am i seeing this right is there an a club 80 center back from the air team of the season. Yeah. Bazaar. He's typically a midfielder um, and got a position conversion to a center back. He's four star four, four star, three star. Oh my God. Um, but he's got low defensive work rate. So he's kind of a weird little oh. card, but I feel like you could use him really like in the midfield. If you put him into a team, that could be a sleeper. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's been like a famous bad. silver card for a lot of years. Like if you ever had like a silver team, he's like always been like a club 70 silver. Look at Slater with the knowledge. I love silver. <laughs> I mean, dude, I mean, half my, like you guys do real pack openings. People come onto my stream and I'm like, I got 32 silver upgrade packs to start the stream. That's like, you know, it's, it's a whole, it's a totally different beast. Love it. Going off these leagues as well though, Slater, is anyone here that you're liking the look of or are you kind of steering clear? Yes, of the, uh... it's really good. I think this is a great combination of teams. First of all, there's 22 players, which is tremendous. I think, you know, you think about the fact that like these league of notes, there's 11 players, you just more availability. So if you're opening packs, there's a better bang for your buck right now than there were in previous uh, weeks. But also Don Fries looks fantastic. He's got incredible dribbling. You don't need to touch it. His physicals are out of this world. You throw a shadow on him. He looks like a world-class center back. Um, Malin looks amazing. Four star, four star, 99, 98 pace splits. I believe if I remember correctly, he's got a really nice dribbling. You need to touch, I think on his acceleration or his balance, but his shooting looks great. There's a, there's a couple cards that are really nice. Vieira was touched on. Um, and also like Dutch links are very usable in this game. There's a couple uh, Brazilians um, that are not the normal Brazilians that we look at from the CSL considering like Hulk is gone. Although Oscar is still in this team, but that Marcal looks pretty decent. There's that DM that looks solid. And then I thought Fellaini was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I Marwan Fellaini is like a FIFA legend. Um and I'm a big Swayback fan, so he was like a big part of that. He's got great hair, four star, four star, six foot four, like 99 balance. Like, what I don't even know what that card is or if he's even usable, but it's just a fun thing to see in the game. So I think they knocked it out of the park with this combo tots of the CSL and they're busy. No, I'm glad they released Fellaini too. I don't know if I'm going to get Fellaini done, but the card doesn't actually look that bad at all. And we did have the objective player too, Anthony, which I really like the look of him. I think he's a solid card. But Manny, what, have you make, what are you making of the Chinese and your Divisa leagues? I'm glad you said Anthony because I've played with his future stars and I thought he was insane. So I can only imagine how his objective card is. Obviously, it's a few, well, a lot of months later and it's a completely different game to what it was back then. But still, to see the card actually kind of keeping up with the meta, I would say, um, is quite nice. One thing that I do like with these cards, I don't know if we've touched on it, is the fact that they've also upgraded a lot of these cards' weak foot and skill moves. Like, for example, Marlon was three-star, four-star before, and now he's four-star, four-star, which is probably why he's so expensive at the moment. And he's got a hyperlink to Dumfries. Like, that's insane, that perfect link. So I'm just excited with the link ability. And also, if you wanted to have a team of the Van Dyke in there, you just got a per- perfect little Dutch team going, don't you? But CSL also is very nice because you can literally get any player you want other than Alessandrini for less than 50k, which is so sound, especially if you're just starting your club right now or, right, or tomorrow, you're sorted. So I think for me, the best thing is about these leagues is if you're turning on your PS4 or Xbox or whatever console now, 
to start playing the game, at least you can pack or afford some sort of team of the season. Yeah, that is true. That I think that's what we always kind of forget about two guys who are playing FIFA the whole year. We kind of get we kind of forget people that start FIFA late, whether it be they get it for Christmas or I know now I think it's available on whether it be EA Play things like that when you get it for free. Guys who start the game late won't have a great team to begin with, and again, if they do get involved with FIFA during tots. There is an easier way to build a very, very, I wouldn't say a meta, but a very good team to compete against other guys with these minor league tots anyway. But I do want to touch on slightly today the way EA have dealt with the minor leagues so far during the team of the season. I kind of feel a little bit, though, that the minor leagues have been let down a little bit, and I think they could have been boosted a lot more. I think the Chinese and Eredivisie, the leagues are probably two of the most highly anticipated from the whole of the other minor leagues. But Slay, I want to go to you first here. Have you what have you made of the minor league tots released throughout team of the season? It's a very good point. I think the especially the first couple of weeks, the teams were super underwhelming. Um, what was the team that came out before the league and knows? There was a team at post the, the EFL, and then there's league and the Saudi, Saudi league. Yeah, the yeah. Saudi league was a joke. Was a jo- I mean, those cards were none of them were exciting. I don't remember looking at a single card and going, and I remember like three, four years ago, looking at Al Soma and being like, who the heck is this guy? He's like six foot three, four star. He's like the, you know, Syrian Ebra at the time. Also back in the day, we used to have silver and bronze team of the seasons. And so to me, the minor leagues have been really let down for years now uh, in all reality. Um, they used to be so much more fun and intriguing and unique. And you could actually play with, I, I remember playing with a team of season Deli Alley, like at MK Dons. That was like one of my favorite cards I've ever used in FIFA. So to me, I think the minor leagues have been let down a little bit. I do think that this combo, the CSL Eredivisie, is a step in the right direction compared to previous um, ones. League of Nose was okay. A couple of different players there that were that are unique in their own way. But for the most part, yeah, it's interesting that they wouldn't boost these cards that are tough to link and not really va- valuable. So it's weird that they're not, they're basically just making them fodder for everybody for the most part. Yeah, it seems like they're basically, yeah, they're a pack filler. And if you pack a tots, more likely it's going to be one of these cards as well. Manny, if you like what they've done with the minor leagues this year or not? Not really, but one thing I do want to touch on is the milestones. They, they've been releasing a lot of milestones for the minor leagues in the past, but as soon as they come out of team of the season, it's like they've forgotten about that section of the game. So I just think that if they're going to release minor leagues, at least put some sort of milestones where you can use these minor league players in to get more minor league players because they're only 20, 30K anyway. To get another one isn't really going to boost anyone's team. It's just an 87-rated fodder. But at least that's something to play towards, something additional in the game. And it stops people from being bored and complacent, which I think is more important. Yeah, no, it's a great show. And we've always talked about the Masters on the podcast, how they've kind of not touched them very much. But I know they did obviously go with the Eredivisie. We've got the MLS team of the season to come out soon as well. And obviously, they've released the EFL team of the season with nothing there for the Masters either, which they could have easily put, whether it be like three or four team of the season players in there, which are at least usable. And if you want to grind towards them, you can. And Jose, touching you here, are you, have you even looked at any of these minor league team of seasons for more than five minutes or not? Uh, five minutes is being generous. Um, I'll be honest. I forgot which ones were out until you asked that first question. And I had to drop a quick search. Um, I personally don't find too much interest in them the way that they are now. It's a shame to see there's not like a minimum 90 cap. Like I understand if you're not going to release... 20 97 rated cards 
two for each league or something like that during team of the season. I get that. But if all the minor league team of the seasons could be between like 89 and 92 rated, it'd make a lot of these guys more viable. I'm looking at the CSL team right now. Five of them are under 89 rated. I feel like pushing those guys up a little bit would lead for some like really cool combinations. For example, um, Wang Shen Chao, 86 rated left back. 92 paces and 86 rated. What if we got a 98 pace left back randomly with the Chinese league? If you've invested in your icons over time, opened your packs, done your icon swaps, then you've got the chance to fit in a a really cool looking left back into your team that's worth using. Um, so I'm not asking to have a full 99 rated squad. I'm just asking for these players to be a little bit more usable if we choose to have them. Last thing, I also think it'd be really cool to see like um, a CSL and Eredivisie 80 plus player pick. You know what I mean? Like if we want to have that player pick experience, which we've identified as like one of the best parts of FIFA 21 as a whole in retrospect, why not have specific league player picks for these minor leagues? Yeah, and the fact that the the, the player pick right now is Serie A specific just goes to show that they don't really care about these minor leagues as well. They've kind of released them as far as their, their, their kind of pack fodder. And that's yeah. it, really. And it's frustrating. Again, the links are tough enough already with these guys. But the fact is the stats aren't high enough to even tempt us into one getting into a team is the other thing as well. But I do want to move on to potentially one of the biggest team of the season released is going to be Liga Un. And from the prediction we've got up here, this one's from Elite Foot, Foot Donk and Harrison JH. But the looks at the team here could be pretty nasty. And I'm hearing rumors, very, very strong rumors that Neymar will be released as a cam card. And very strong that he's going to be in the team of the season as well. And Bappe is going to be absolutely nuts too. And another card that I'll at the look of is probably going to be Memphis Depay with the five-star skills. And I know Manny mentioned before, off the podcast as well, if he does get that four-star week for upgrade too, very, very similar to again, a, a Rashford or like a the Sancho this year who's got the upgrade to the four-star as well. But Manny, is there any other cards here from the Liga Un that you're hoping come out and you're looking forward to using? So Awa, I used his foot birthday. He was phenomenal. He was one of the best players that I've used. The thing I love about Awa is you think that if you play him as a DM, you're wasting him. He can hit those long shots like I've never seen before. His long shots are incredible. And I think I say that about a lot of these players, that they're incredible, but they should be because they're end game players, right? And another player that I just think looks insane is Paqueta. He looks really good. He, he looks like he might not be too much. He might be another deep pool kind of player. And the fact that he's Brazilian as well, just nice little cool links over there, links to Oscar maybe. And that is... That is something that I do like. But I've took it Kumeni. I don't know how to say his name, but he looks really good as well. I think a lot of the midfielders look good. Even Andre with his low pace, slap a shadow on him. And um he would be an endgame CDM if we do get an Andre. So I do like the defensive options more than I do like the attacking options because I've seen Yomaz as player of the month. So if they do release him, if he gets a four-star, four-star, then he would be usable. But a three-star, three-star, what he is now, they, there's no chance anybody is going to touch that card. It's just going to be fodder. Yeah. But I, I do like this team. Again, with a lot of these teams seasons as well, it also depends on what they want to do with the skill moves and weak foot. So they, yeah, they've got potential to make 
will basically make or break some of these cards. I mean, we had the Immobile released the past week. If they made a Mobile four-star force, I'm not saying it's going to make him a, a world beater, but he then becomes a more usable player in a lot of people's eyes too. And I know I used Andres, I think it was his rule breaker card in the in the early days of FIFA, and that was a very nice card too. Jose, is there anyone here that you're liking the look of and you hope gets into it or you can use at some point? Yes, 100%. Um, first of all, I, I think uh, Mike Maidian, I think that's how you say his name, can feel really hard done. Um, the Leo goalkeeper. Um, I'm a little surprised to see Navas in the predictions over him, although Navas is an incredible player in his own right. But I've been saving my future stars, Bruno, um, Leon midfielder, all all spring so that I could pair him up with Paqueta and Awar in a midfield. I just think that would be so saucy. I love Leon's team in real life and in FIFA as well. Um, Freeze Awar was one of the most popular SBCs of the year. Um, last year's foot birthday Paqueta when he was at AC Milan was one of my favorite cards when I was starting a, um, when I was just a naive child starting a YouTube <laughs> series in FIFA 20 before I even started streaming. Um, so I've got a bit of an emotional bond with them. Um, obviously Mbappe and Neymar are cool, but I, I think there's so many cool things about this league on team of the season. Um, Klaus, the right wing back, that was a silver stars, um, objective. To see one of the Silver Stars end up becoming a team of the season, I think would be a really fulfilling idea if you did the Silver card. For example, with Romero, who had a Silver Stars objective um, team of the group stage. Now I have that card and the team of the season card, and it feels rewarding to have saved up um, and not just put him into a random SBC and be able to see his progression throughout the year. It's really cool. And he had an 81 rated team of the week that I have. So little things like that are what makes a game fun. It's not always about using the very best players statistically that you can find. So I'm really excited. I'm not even too excited about the pie and Benyetter and players like that. I think there's a lot of gems that are going to go undervalued and underappreciated. So are you saying that Klaus is like your little kid and you're, you've seen him grow up and you're about to see him graduate college and he's got his team of the season card? Uh, I actually <laughs> chucked him in an SPC. So. Here we um, go. I was talking more about some massive, some massive <laughs> spiel here about how he's kept all these Klaus cards, and he's proud to see him get him team of season card. And then he's leaked out here that he's actually got rid of him and chucked him away. Look, what of it? I, I can't. Tell <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I'm a fraud. Uh, and Slater here as well. We've not touched on a few players here, but Slater, are you looking forward to Ligaton? Big time looking forward to league on the one thing I will say is I would love if a little player was rated higher. They did win the league. And on this prediction for the people that are listening at home, the ninth rate, highest rated player in this group is the highest rated little player in the team. And I feel like for a team that won the league, probably does there probably deserves to be someone that is really, really ultra boosted of their group. So I would say of all the things, I think that would probably be a little bit more fair um, considering PSG is basically running the top of the team. I know that a lot of those are based on their base rings of their cards, but Klaus is actually a good shout out from Jose. I'm surprised he even looks at the silver side of the game. Uh, he had Sorry. a, oh. like, Wow. They really boost a lot of those silver cards like dramatically. And so it makes me think, okay, does the team of the season of this guy way better than maybe he even thinks there or looks on his card stats? Um, but obviously at the end of the day, man, we've been waiting for a big boy Neymar card all year long. I mean, let's let's talk about the, the reality of the situation. We're hunting for Mbappe's, we're hunting for Neymar's, and I'm digging in, building packs. I want a big boy. I've been waiting all year, and it's Neymar. He was the silkiest Yamboy gold card in the entire game. 
he had an incredible inform that I only wish I could could know what it's like to own. And now he's going to hopefully get a team this season. Although people are like, he doesn't deserve it. Who cares? Do we even care? We want the best cards in the game. Can we stop giving a damn about what they did in the season? I want a Neymar and I want them now. Slater, we are the ones hunting for Neymar and Mbappe. You're hunting for prime Hajis. Don't even start with me. Okay? <laughs> you started this. I'll Don't finish it right now. Oh, come on. You literally made this whole speech about how much you love the progression of this card, and you said you put him in SBC. Like, yeah. Can I please I had, point out that oh, you... Oh, no, no, Can I please no, point no, out no, that no, he no, is no. such a big Akimi fan and sold him to do player picks for a YouTube video? So, uh, yeah, big Now fan. it's personal. Now it's My personal. My freaking ass. Okay, I'm now sorry. Now it's personal. Baresi's shit. Bracey, I gave a <laughs> retirement ceremony to. His jersey's hanging behind me. Your favorite player is sitting in someone else's club. Yeah, retirement yeah. because he's so bad. Even you took him out of the team. Did you use you a key for 600 games? You just don't have other fodder to put into an SBC. Otherwise, he'd be gone too. I don't really think there's an argument here. It, and you, if you're saying it's just with a night with a straight face on who values club legends in their club more, don't even don't even start with me on that, okay? I mean, when Baresi's your club legend, I think you got bigger fish to fry. Wow. Still hitting higher ranks than you, Bubski. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love uh, it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> There's one card as well we've not touched on here is uh, Wissam Benyeda. I'm surprised no one mentioned Wissam Benyeda. I think that's how good this could be. But yeah, Benyeda looks an incredible card. Potentially no Renato Sanchez either. I think everyone wants that Renato card. He might not even get one. But obviously the League of Un has got potential for a lot of good kind of um, flashback cards to objective cards. So be interesting to see there. But I do want to move on to kind of a few questions here from listeners. The first one I kind of is more of a topic here, but I think we are slowly getting to a point now where, at least for me, I'm finding it difficult to build my team up and kind of improve it as we go. Slate, I want to start with you first. Though. Are you, what are your thoughts for the rest of FIFA and kind of how are you finding trying to build your team up now and obviously post-TOTS too? Yeah, I think for me, the, the RTG that I'm on, the end of team of the season might be kind of where I say, all right, it's fun to maybe pivot to an RTG. I do an RTG even before I started streaming every single year post tots. Um, and I think that's probably where we'll end up heading just to kind of, it, it gives you a rebirth in the game and like kind of a, a fresh perspective on the team and the starting of the game. We've talked about before in other episodes is the best part of the game. Really when you're hunting and every single player matters more than they do later in the year. So for me, I play FIFA the whole way through. I know people think the game's dead and, and whatever it is, but I, I will be playing through team of the season and I will be starting again and I will be playing through the end of the year. So for me, I'm still dug in. Yeah. I think it's a great shot to an RTG. I know I tried to start an RTG before tots and kind of got a bit carried away of not doing that, but definitely, like I said, the, the beginning of starting your team, is possibly what makes FIFA so good and want to build that team. And when we do get to that stage where a lot of us are getting to now, when your team is reaching that kind of that top level, you kind of, you do lose a love for the game. And I think that's why we, we are slowly finding the game losing, losing a bit of its hype as we go. Manny, what are you thinking you're going to do with your team post tots and the rest of the year? So I honestly don't know what to do with my team currently because <laughs> It's, it's not the fact that I can't upgrade it. It's just the fact that it's not fun to upgrade it anymore unless it's a Neymar or an Mbappe. But even if you've got another version of Mbappe, do you really want to upgrade him? Because they're going to feel very similar in the game anyway. One thing that I have done actually today was I did make a new account 
So I was going to do the 84 times 20 and save that for ultimate team of the season and see what I can get. So I think that's definitely something that I'm looking at. Hopefully, hopefully I can get Ronaldo there because I'm probably not going to get one here. But he's in every single FIFA, I managed to pack a Neymar and Mbappe, but I never ever pack Messi or Ronaldo. And that's that's just all I want. So so if I do this on this account or on another account, that's all I want for the rest of FIFA. And that'll be that be you done with FIFA, end of the game. <laughs> and exactly. Jose, Jose for you as well. Here. Are you, what are you planning on doing for, from from here on out? Are you happy with team right now? Do you want to kind of start a new RTG? What you what you plan on doing? Um, I'm definitely not happy with the team right now. I feel like I I've obviously been lucky enough to like have a really good team at this point in the year. I know a lot of people um, maybe don't put as much time into the games I have or haven't had that kind of experience, but. Once you get that upper echelon team, I don't mean to sound like I'm bragging, like it it just stops being as fun. The reason why Hakimi is so much fun and why I love that card so much is because it's different. No one uses them. It feels unique. It's a unique experience that very few people have had relative to what I've had. And it makes you feel like your time spent in the game is worth it. So I've been debating starting an RTG. I've been debating starting a YouTube series um, <clears throat> around, you know, different parameters, things to make the game more fun. Um, last year I did something like that. And I ended up using a lot of bronze and silver cards that I'll still remember. And if I pack them, I'll make sure to keep them in the club just because I have like that little memory with them. That's what Ultimate Team's about. It's a card collecting game. And once you collected them all or all the ones you wanted, you're looking for something to keep it fresh. And I, I think we're going to be switching it up after team of the season. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's what we're all getting to now as well. I think everyone goes through stages think, throughout the year where you kind of think, right, I want a fun team. I want to use some players from maybe the team I support or players that I have kind of a connection to. And then when you get bored of that, you kind of switch over to, I want to get a meta team. I want to get a good team. And then... Whatever you do, there always reaches that kind of final stage and it's tough to keep it fresh and new. And I think that's why FIFA ultimately dies down at some point. And that's probably down to EA wanting to make sure that the power curve is more slow. So then we get we get to that stage later on in the game. But I think even for us now, it's very hard to, even when you get that top tier team, you've got to spend a lot of coins to get someone better for each position too. Again, Again, I think there's people out there too obviously don't have amazing teams and they want to still keep improving it. But definitely now with red picks and these guarantee packs, things like that, everyone should have a fairly decent team regardless, even with these free objective cards too. And also we've got a question here from the real OCS. Do you think champs should be spread out over more days as most people seem happy when it's extended or maybe less games per weekend or some other layout to improve enjoyment or do you think the balance is right now? Manny, I want to start with you first. Obviously, this past weekend, we had the extension of Foot Champs and Weekend League. Are you happy with the way Foot Champs is right now, or would you rather it changed? I want it changed. I mean, I would. I want one game. That would be lovely. <laughs> Whoever wins gets elite rewards. No, but honestly, I think if we can get 25 games, I think 25 games would be a fair shout. I think 30 is still a lot less than last year. I think we had 40 last year. Um, and yes, it is 10 less, but 25, I think, is a great little mixture. If that was split over three days, it's not so hard completing eight games a day. 
Whereas doing 30, 10 games a day, those extra two games is an extra half an hour, which is actually a long time. So honestly, I think that would be my only thing. I don't want to stretch it on to a week because if you're working or if you're at school, you're going to be stressed about FIFA when you should be stressed about life. And I don't think that's a good thing. <laughs> so I, I do like the way it's kind of structured time-wise. But if there's less games, I think that would be way better. Yeah, and I think there's, there's been a few rumours too that their foot champs is going to be shortened for games next year. But Jose, I want to touch with, you, touch with you next. What do you think? Are you happy with the way it is now? Would you rather be extended or less games? I'd much rather it be less games. Um, I, I found myself playing. I, I had a busy day yesterday, you know, live stuff. Um, and, and I found myself at midnight playing foot champs at like I, I had just hit 11 wins and I was playing for my 12th and halfway through the first half, I put the controller down. I said, I'm just going to get the rivals points. I'm done. Like I, I, the game doesn't feel worth letting that negativity leak into my um, working week. You know, there's already enough things that most of us experience throughout the week. Like Manny said, there's no reason to stress out over it all week long. And um, I have no regrets of stopping a silver one, um, even with a team of season Ronaldo in red picks. So what? You know, um, the game just doesn't feel that game mode, at least doesn't feel rewarding for the amount of time you put in going down to 25 games. Sounds like a great solution to simply take people off the servers for a moment. Maybe that's all we need to make the gameplay feel a little more responsive, feel a little more rewarding, feel a little more worth playing. You know, there's a reason why when we're all streaming foot champs games, our viewership sometimes is halved, sometimes more. But when we're opening a player pick, when we're even doing bronze pack methods, I'll see I'll see so many more people interacting with the chat, talking to me, lurking. It, it's it's clear to see what people want and what people feel deterred by. And so yes, I'd love a shorter weekend league so that I can actually enjoy my life. <laughs> are you agreeing here that 25 is the kind of the happy number um i, I think the number can be played around with um yes 25 is probably the perfect number i never played foot champs during the 40 game days but that just sounds like a disaster sounds like a disaster honestly and even 30 games if you are just on a bad run and you got to take a little break you usually end up with 15, maybe 12 games to play on Sundays because some days the game's just unplayable with how many people are on the servers that obviously can't withstand it at this time. So I, I think definitely 25 is a great move forward. Yeah, those uh, those days of 40 games, I don't know how I did it. They were absolute hell. And I remember going back to it too. I think that was when we had the monthly rewards too. And I used to be, I was that committed, I think, a little story here that one time, in my apartment, my internet went down, so I had to pack my Xbox and my monitor into into a bag to walk over to my girl, well, girlfriend at the time and now my now wife Claire into our apartment, put the monitor down, plug in the Xbox, and finish off the rest of the rest of the games in her bedroom because forty games is so much. And even now, I get to a Sunday and I'm like, ah, oh, I've got twenty games left to play. I've got so many, but back then. 
you had 40 games over a week and you had to play 20, probably at least one of the days. It's hard to really break it up. So Props to you, Bristow, because if I ever did that to a girl, I'd I'd be just like I am now, a single man. Hey, it's it's uh, other things work in your favor too. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> fair play. <laughs> um, but Slayer, what do you think is the the kind of the good place for foot champs? Are you happy with it as way it's right now? Less games, longer time. What do you think? There's a couple of things that I think that are interesting about it. The first and foremost, if they drop the number of games, how do they alter the reward system? Right, like what is the ranking? Because all of a sudden, if their rankings aren't changed dramatically, how much more pressure is on you to hit certain rankings with less games, right? There's a lot of, t- a lot of the, the nice part of having 30 games, even though 30 games is a crazy thing to think about, is that you could go on a bad run and lose five games and maybe not throw away the, the ranking you're trying to achieve. With less games, you have way less wiggle room if they don't alter the requirements for certain rankings that dramatically. So I think that's something to always be a pay attention to. It sounds sexy to have less games, but also we're all really, really super competitive. We all want to hit certain rankings. Um, and so that could definitely inhibit that a little bit. Um, I think the other thing too is that for a top, top player, I'm very curious. This is no, no one in this conversation, but for like the elite players, like I'm talking about the elite level, the people that are going 27 wins, 30 wins, how does less game affect affect their ability to showcase like that they're really the best players? I think you're going to see a lot more people that will hit higher rankings than maybe they ever should have achieved because there's less games. So it's it's a very interesting caveat in terms of how it affects like the competitive level of the game, everything. But yes, from a leisure perspective, from a time off perspective, as someone who tries to play almost all their games on a Friday night, I would very much so like less games. And, and foot champs. I think it's just a better thing. It's it's crazy to think that you spend eight to 10 hours of your very limited free time in the game of life every weekend, potentially playing foot champs. You did make a good point there too, as far as the kind of the top end elite players go. So I've seen recently too, a lot of guys ended up getting 29 wins and not even making it into top 200. It's crazy that's even possible that you can get 29 out of 30 and not even make top 200. So it, mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see what they do if there is less games, how they work it out or whether they kind of tier it so the top players will play against each other so they get more chance of getting losses along the way. So that could be an interesting thing because I know a lot of the top guys, obviously if there's so many guys going 30-0 and 29-1, and a lot of them must not play each other along the way. So it would be interesting to see if they did their playing each other more, would that kind of make the like, top 100, top 200 a bit more fair, a bit more even. I did want to go through some kind of quick fire questions here. To end up with, we got one here from Foot Bally, which says, which top squad plus play SPCs and objectives have been your favorite so far? So obviously we're going to go with your favorite tots team and then your favorite play SPC or objective. Manny, I want to start with you first. What would you say your favorites have been so far? Uh, that's easy. I would say Lozano is the best, object, uh, best SPC that I've seen value-wise. And the team, I would probably say La Liga. What made you go La Liga? Because I actually thought if you look at the player for player, it's pretty outstanding. Diong is just insane. Still probably, he's half the price of um, Goretzka and he looks just as good as well. So value-wise, they're really good too. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm not, I think La Liga again, I think especially price-wise too, especially compared to Serie A too, a lot of these guys are, are so cheap for what they bring. Slater, go to you next here. What are your picks? Big La Liga fan. 
I think it's a wonderful team of the season from top to bottom. I thought they really knocked it out of the park. Even cards like Lucas Vasquez are, are such a phenomenal option for this year. It, it just fits the game so well. And is a card that, you know, I, I think right now you could even say would in the Serie I would be one of the top five cards in that entire team. But in the La Liga, I don't think was looked at that way. And, and so I think that just shows you the, the power of the team from top to bottom. And then uh, staying in the La Liga, I didn't do this card, but he is my kryptonite is isak isak is wonderful in this game he's like i've never seen a card that tall that moves that agile and, and he finishes everything i'm really disappointed that i didn't complete that objective card he every time playing against him i notice his card in game more than a lot of other players in this entire game um so from an objective standpoint or an SBC standpoint isak i think to me was was really outstanding that they gave that as a free option yeah, no, I know a lot of guys too who rave about Isaac. And again, that guy, Isaac. I hate, is it is it Isaac? Isaac, I, yeah. Isaac. It's, okay. From my Swedish boys, hey, Patty Inyo, uh Spades, Bure, I got you. Okay, I got you. That's the uh, that's why I don't try and say too many of these names too much on the the Vasquez as well. And Jose, who would your picks be here? Um, I had to take a quick look at. SBCs that have come out because I've for the most part avoided them. Obviously, shout out Jude Bellingham and Danny Olmo. Those were two great value SBCs that are worthy of being in many people's teams. Um, but I have another duo that's actually my favorite player SBC slash objectives. And it's flashback PK and flashback Coutinho. PK is a card that if you can just accept the fact that he's never going to impress you with pace, He's always in the right spot. Some people would say he's almost as good as Baresi. Some people might say that. I wonder who. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I like players like PK because they show that you can have fun outside of the meta. For me, he sucked. But that's also because <laughs> I've been playing with Maldini. Re okay, okay. Hear me out here. Hear me out here. <laughs> I've also been playing with Maldini, Rio, and now Team of Season Ruben Diaz for almost half a year. So I, I've, I'm spoiled with options, thankfully. But if you were looking for a good value center back, that is it. That is the one. And then Coutinho is just fast and shoots hard and, you know, scores goals, whatever. Vroom, vroom. Um, those were really two fun ones. But the La Liga Team of the Season, <laughs> the La Liga Team of the Season was just one of those moments in the year that I'm going to look back at, like I do with foot birthday um, FIFA 20. And I'm just going to have good memories. I'm just going to have good times thinking back at those amazing player picks, great value. Looking back at players like Lucas Vasquez, that was brought up earlier, who are legitimately top tier, incredible cards, and went under the radar. And yet, you know, those of us who used them know how good he is. Those are the memories that you remember in FIFA. Not minor league team of the seasons and nine rare gold player actually those are pretty good but i hope i hope i'm getting my point across uh i will <laughs> we'll move on we'll move on we'll move on i will say no, fair play didn't for come it. across at all <laughs> pk is my favorite player he sucked by the way he sucked to me but that doesn't mean he's not good there's some logic in there i promise you i'll, I'll that remains to be seen if you're listening to it i'll let you decide if you found the logic in that or not um fair play for jose for recommending a center back to use a center back i definitely would not agree with Jose there for me uh, you've had a few players recently the mbabu one taps over some unreal cards at the back and here i want to move on to one more it's from jacks 
what has been the best value SPC this year for under 500k and above? And what has been their best repeatable pack or pick this year? For example, the 8-1 plus are Liga picks or the Premier League premium packs, etc. Slate, I want to go to you first. For you, over and under 500k, if you can think of it. Is this cards that I personally have done or cards that I think like were great value that I wish like I could have done? We can do the, what, uh, what you wish you would have done. Okay. Jonathan Dos Santos. Every time I play against him, great card. I still see him in some teams every once in a blue moon, maybe even coming off a bench. Uh, clearly that guy was, he looked great too. When he came out, he looked really, really good. He was wildly cheap. And think about having that connection right now to a Chucky Lozano, a card that we've talked about multiple times on the stream. Uh, I've heard from everybody that's ever used him and multiple content creators that he, they loved him. And I think he was maybe like 70 K or something when he came out, he was really, really cheap. So that's like a bargain value type of player. And then what was the second part of the question? If you don't mind me asking again? Uh, well, we had one, what was the, the best value one above 500 K as well. And above. in your opinion, the best repeatable pack or pick released during tots above. Um, I will say one card that I personally love this year. Um, and have loved in, in multiple iterations FIFA is Pavel Nedved. So does that count as an icon SBC? Yeah, I think do icon SBCs, yeah. I think I think Pavel Nedved is a wonderful card in this game. I thought for what his stats are, when you look at that car with an engine, um, just because he's Czechoslovakian, I think that he gets underrated a little bit in this game. And then there was a really pivotal time in the game when he came out where he was a mil 1.1 million. And then fodder took an absolute hit. It was when play of the month Messi was out too. And his price dropped 400 K and that card at 700 K as an SPC. When he came out, I thought was like a brilliant value card. So um, I love Pablo Nedved. And finally here, the, your favorite repeatable pack or pick so far in tots. Oh, um, the, the player picks are, are really tough to, to kind of get away from just because they seem to have the best, chance at getting something big on a consistent basis having said that the Serie A one i probably wouldn't say it's because it's too expensive but any of the ones where it's five to seven rares feels like a really good sweet spot i did not do well with 80 plus um packs that um like the actual pack animation packs that jose was talking about and i have not seen success with league specific 12 player packs every success that i've had predominantly has been through player picks sounds good and manny move on to you next here over and under 500k SPCs and your favorite repeatable pack or pick. Okay, so under 500k Riyad Mahrez. I think that card was insane. And the fact that he grew with the game was even better. He was only 170k at the time. Yeah. So that's just crazy. Above 500k, I'm going to say this because I didn't complete him. And he is so annoying to play against on weekend league. Foot birthday Renato Sanchez. This card, I think he was he's fairly priced. I don't think he's amazing value, but the way he plays in game is just unreal. Probably better than most team of the seasons at the moment. And um, sorry, what was the last one? The, the last, repeatable SPCs? Yeah, I've released during tots. So like the, the maybe be the La Liga picks or the Serie A ones. So I actually think that it was neither of them. This is very controversial. It's just the plain eighty-one plus rare player picks. The reason why I think that is because firstly, they were cheaper. They were a lot cheaper than the other two. And you had more of a success rate of getting a team of the season, although it might have been from a minor league. So fodder wise, it was actually really, really good. So you could do icon SPCs and literally other SPCs in the game. That's why a lot of people completed Tapsoba for really cheap or Mbabu for really cheap. Yeah, that's a good point. They, they were the ones released last week, weren't they? The, the Bundesliga ones as well. And 
Jose, finally to you here. Over under 500k and your favorite repeatable pack or pick released during tots. Manny and I must be on the same wavelength because he took my two answers. I was going to say the best value under 500k. It's 100% that headliner's Mares. Went completely under the radar. I think, like he said, it was like 170k maybe. And right now, I think it's a 90 or 91 rated card that I would put up there with the likes of a mid-best, which I've raved about since I actually started using them in like January. Um, absolutely incredible card that because of Mars's form towards the end of the season, just kept getting upgrade after upgrade after upgrade. Um, if you did that when you're a happy person. Um, additionally, under 500K, I was trying to think about it. I don't know if he is 500K, um, but the end of era Wayne Rooney was used by everybody and was a really good card for a long time. Um, as far as over 500K, I'm going to take a page out of Slater's book this time. Um, it was an icon SBC, Zambrata, I think has just performed valiantly for me. Um, if you are one of those that use a fullback as a center back, that's probably my number one pick to use as a center back. He feels really strong, really solid. And yet he has the agility in the five-star weak foot to get you out of most tricky situations. He's amazing going forward. He's amazing defending. He He's the staple of my defensive line. Having used all those players that I mentioned earlier, Zambrata is by far the biggest performer. So in my opinion, that's the best value SPC over 500K. Small shout out for the under 500K. It just came to mind. This is a really weird one. Wants to watch Tiago Silva, who got an upgrade and I thought was actually a really solid defender at the beginning of the year. And the SBC was 10K, which was the price of the gold rare card. So for the price of the card at the beginning of the year, you got an upgrade. I'll tell you what, he's right. He was a stud at the beginning of the year. Thank stud. He if he took if he made a tackle, the ball was he had the ball, which I he think is great. maybe the most valuable asset of a defender in this game because there's way too many people that make tackle animations, but they don't take the ball. Tackle someone would take the ball. Um, yeah, I use him in the middle of a three back. How about that? He's a dog. Look at that. Mm-hmm. We you, can you, agree on something. Yeah, you guys and your slow center backs. I don't know how you do it, honestly. I don't know how you do it. And Jose, finally here, your uh, your favorite pack or pick released during team of the season. It's obviously got to be the player picks. Just any player pick, you throw it out there, except for this nine gold rare fraud scam pack. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a dub. You got to pick your player's. Um, I prefer, like Manny said, the ones that were not league specific, despite everything that I said about the La Liga 81 plus player picks, I think it were Um, the non-league specific player picks gave you a lot more chance to stock your club without having to rinse duplicate untradeable players later on. And um, obviously it gave you a chance at minor league team of seasons as well. And I I think it just makes for a more rewarding experience, especially price wise. Um, So yeah, player picks, I think are something that should definitely stay I'd love to see, and I don't know how it would be achieved, but maybe like a 75-plus player pick, repeatable as like a boosted gold upgrade in that upgrade section of the SBCs. And you got to put in like five rares, for example, to make it a step up on the two rare gold player pack. I I thought something like that would be cool to see. Yeah, that's a great idea, though. I know the, 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 the normal gold upgrade now seems a little bit stale, but again, definitely... Instead of getting two rare players back, say it's like the I think we had it in the the prem tots where it was a seventy five plus rare player player pick would be in, would be a nice little addition if that was there the whole year. 
But we are going to wrap things up there. We're going to go through where you can find each of our guests. Jose, we'll start with you first. Where can people find you? Um, at Jose and Chill, Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Oh, wow. Okay. I just forgot everything else. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and what times do you normally stream on Twitch as well? That's the one. Uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 12.30 a.m. UK. It is going to change in the next few weeks. But, of course, if you're following everywhere else, you'll keep up with the changes. Sounds good. And Slate, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me mostly on Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok. Those are my main mediums. Um, it is Slater AC, but if you're going on Twitter and TikTok, it's got a little underscore after it. So sorry, there's too many Slater ACs out there. And I stream pretty much every single day, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. is when I'm live Central Time, 12 UK. And then the weekends is a ever-changing time schedule. So if you follow me on the Twitter, much like my boy Jose said, you'll know when I'm live. Perfect. And Manny, where can people find you? Yeah, so it's Manny underscore HD on Twitch and I think and YouTube. And the rest is HD Manny because someone took Manny underscore HD. <laughs> so yeah, my schedule is around 2 p.m. UK time whenever I can stream, which is very rarely. <laughs> but I'm trying. <laughs> that sounds good. Thank you very much, guys. If you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening. Also, if you've enjoyed this pod, make sure to check out our other ones and follow us on Twitter at For Foot's Sake Pod for all things FIFA related and updates on future podcasts. New episodes release weekly every Wednesday, so make sure you follow us on your preferred listening platform to be notified when we release our new episodes.